Good morning, everybody. This is Corey Friels here with the LTW Group. Today I have on with me uh, Becca Rucker. And um, not on today are our dear friends Lisa Wiles, Autumn Lane, and Becky Price. It's just the two of us today. So um, we're going to kind of recap what's been going on. And it's been a busy two weeks in our world. Um, and then Becca's going to talk a little bit about um, what we've been doing for our agents and, and for our brand and how we've seen some success. So I'll kick off with the boring stuff first. Um, man, we've had a really rough two weeks in interest rates. So according to the Optimal Blue Mortgage Market Index, and we've talked about what Optimal Blue is, that is our pricing engine that prices 35% of all loans in the United States. Um, so 35% of every mortgage in the United States is locked uh, through Optimal Blue. Their index showed a 5.98% average locked interest rate on February 2nd. And as of yesterday, they show a 6.518% locked rate on 216. So one half of 1%, over one half of 1% in two weeks in mortgage interest rates rising. Why? Well, we had a couple of reports um, for inflation. We had both consumer price index, which averages what the average consumer pays in a, in a basket of goods that they choose. And then we had producer price index yesterday um, that came out as well. Both of them showed inflation is decreasing, but it didn't decrease as much as the market expected. So um, here's, here's what I think is going on. I think the market got a little over ambitious on inflation coming down faster than they thought it would. Um, I thought they thought it would come down rapidly with every CPI report, um, which just isn't the case. This is going to be a long, slow slog, especially through the first half of this year. It's really the back half of the year that we're going to see some notable improvement. And that's just because of the way inflation is calculated. What The way we calculate our inflation rate is we take every single month's data and add it together. So you month by month, you chip away a little bit at a time. It's not something that's just going to drop up in real time. If you could project out real-time inflation data, it would look much better than it is today. Why do you care about this? Well, as you know, if you listen to me and to our team, inflation is what's driving mortgage rates higher. Um, so with inflation coming down, mortgage rates come down. Um, so keep an eye on that. I don't see any reason for notable improvement before our CPI report comes out in March, we might have some dancing around and have some good days here and there, but I don't see any compelling reason for your clients not to lock their interest rates right away um, going over the next couple of weeks. So um, let's talk about this though, because I, we've seen something really encouraging that I want to, that I want to emphasize. We have in our pipeline today, as of the 17th, double the amount of loans for March as we will close in February. And we have two weeks, maybe really in this market, three weeks. We can, we can still close in March in easily in three weeks, maybe even more. So we really have three weeks left to add. And that is an impact of lower interest rates. So because we saw rates come down uh, over uh, the first part of January, and on into February, 
people got excited again and they got back in the market and they went out. So I want to show you that's just the relationship of rates and housing. So what's going to happen when rates come back down? Well, housing is going to pop off and it's going to be busy because we've got a lot of pent up demand. There were a lot of people who wanted to buy a home, who wanted to move out of their family's house, who wanted to stop renting, um, but just got frustrated with the market, frustrated with, frustrated with interest rates. And there's a lot of pent up demand and we don't have much more inventory at all. So um, it's going to get crazy just as soon as rates come down. We think that's probably going to be in the back half of the year. Um, probably starting in May, we'll see a rapid decrease in interest rates. I did a whole segment on that this week. We hosted a webinar. If you um, want to see it, haven't seen it, reach out. We tried to send it out to as many people as we could, the recording of it. So um, with that said, I, I just want to I just want to speak for a moment. This is my opinion. There are smart people that disagree with me, and there are smart people that agree with me. But rising rates just cannot last. They just can't. Um, there is a lot. We just we reached a record um, of consumer credit card debt above pre-pandemic levels, $980 billion in consumer credit card debt. There's a lot of corporate debt out there that um, is financed on uh, shorter term interest. So uh, corporate loans are different than mortgages. You don't get 30-year fixed corporate loans. You don't typically get 15-year fixed corporate loans. They're usually fixed on one to three to five years. Um, and so uh, rates just can't stay this high forever and um, and us truck along like we have. So the, the question is, because here's what you're going to hear on CNBC and, and the smart people, my friends, smart friends of mine that disagree with me will say, look, consumer spending is still really hot and um, we're adding jobs and wages are still, you know, strong. And what I would say is, Think back to March of 2020, and we had a lot of government help, a lot of government intervention, right? You had um, unemployment was paying higher uh, for than a lot of people actually made, so people could make more money by not working. Uh, we had PPP loans that were forgivable loans to businesses, uh, whether they needed them or not. Um, that went out into the economy, went out of business owners. We had stimulus payments that drove up consumer savings, uh, drove down credit card debt. And, um, and it created this false sense of security and an elevated lifestyle than what people can really expect, right? So when you know that you can put a couple thousand dollars on your credit card because you've got a check coming in six or eight or nine months, you would buy things you wouldn't ordinarily buy. And then you get used to that type of lifestyle. And what does it take for you to really adjust your lifestyle? I mean, how many of the average American consumer are looking out across, ooh, you know, hey, the economy and all that, you know, I hear that it's uh, rates are high and rising and I feel like we should dial back. Nobody does that. Something impactful has to happen to your life for you to adjust your lifestyle. And so we're going to see that happen. You know, when you see people, um, those credit cards start to max out, that debt service, the amount they're paying for that debt is going up. When that starts to impact their, their bottom line, um, we're going to see consumer spending habits change. 
Um, that's going to be good for inflation. It's going to be good for interest rates, and it's going to be good for housing. Okay. So um, if you've heard me talk for any period of time, I do believe that we're going to be in a recession at some point in 2023. And I don't think that's a bad thing for housing. In every recession in history, apart from 08, which was caused by a crony housing market, housing has done very well. Recessions bring interest rates down and housing remains strong. It'll bring inflation down. It'll bring costs down for consumers, um, which is a big benefit. Um, yes, recessions do account for some loss of jobs, but I don't think we'll see anything like we saw in 08, 09. Um, in general, it will bring the price of goods down, which will be good for consumers, good for inflation, and good for interest rates, and therefore good for housing. So. Hang in there. I have a lot of reasons why I believe this. I'm happy to have that conversation online. I don't have time to talk about all of it now. Um, but I want to talk about just really quick um, some, some, Becca and I were talking about this before we, before we start recording. There is, there's this annoying thing that the media does where they talk out of both sides of the mouth. You have this one side of fear mongering. So, um, and, and then you have this other side of everything's fine. And the, the everything's fine side would be what I was watching this morning where they had a, uh, an analyst on that was talking about consumer credit card debt being at an all-time high. And she said, but that's okay because incomes are higher and higher incomes can service that debt better. And, and they're, so they're paying as a percentage of income, less of their income is going towards their credit card debt service. To which I would say, then why are they carrying credit card balances to begin with if, if they're making so much more money? So so you have this side that, that wants to give you some illusion of, of how they want the world to look. And then you have the other side that wants to tell you that housing is in for some bear market, which I don't believe is remotely possible. And I'm going to give you some examples. Diana Olick is a CNBC contributor. Um, she's the housing expert. And, um, and so she has been calling for um, a collapse since 2015. So in 2015, uh, Diana Olick, Housing Today, a bubble larger than 2006. Um, August of 2016, we're in a new housing bubble. November of 2017, homeownership doesn't build wealth, study finds. September of 2018, it's better to rent than to buy in today's housing market. How many people do you know that got a rental in 2018 believe that it was better to rent than to buy in today's housing market? Um, July of 2019, the housing market's about to shift in a bad way for buyers. December of 2019, next year will be hard on the housing market, especially in these big cities. July of 2021, housing boom is over as a new home sales fall to pandemic level. As you know, uh, after July and December of 19, we had the biggest, we had a 39% two-year increase in housing. Um, in 2020, 2021, and 2022. If you would have taken Diana Olick's advice, the average home price in 2015 when she started saying this stuff was $315,000. As of July of 2021, and it's even higher than that now, it was $523,000. So if you would have taken her advice, it would have cost you $208,000 in equity between 15 and 20. So this, 
housing is still the greatest wealth build, the greatest wealth building engine in the entire in the world. Um, the United States is the only country in which you can get a 30 year fixed mortgage. Um, other countries have lower, uh, shorter term debt, more favorable to banks and interest rate risk. Um, this is a great market to be in. So what do we do about it? I need to be quick because Becca needs time to talk and I'm at 12 minutes. So what do we do about it? Well, four, I have four loans in my pipeline right now with large seller credits used to buy down the interest rate. And I'm going to model that for you verbally. Um, buyers think about when they see a house that's been on the market, they, they're excited they can finally negotiate. They think about asking for a reduced sales price. But a reduced sales price really isn't very impactful to the day-to-day -day life of a buyer. The, the ticket, the, we always say this in our buyer's consultations, the price tag on a house is actually the monthly payment and what you bring to close. It's not the list price. If you're writing a check for it, then it's the list price. But if you're talking to me, you're getting a mortgage. So the real price tag is how much you pay every month. On a $550,000 purchase and a $440,000 loan about, at a fictitious interest rate of 6.65, just from that out of nowhere, your payment be your principal and interest would be 2817. If you get a $10,000 discount on the house, $540,000 sales price, $432,000 loan amount, and a same 6.65% interest rate, you save $51 a month at $27.66. $51 a month saving, $10,000 price jump. If instead you ask the seller to give you $10,000 to buy the interest rate down, and we look at a permanent interest rate buy down, same 550 sales price, 440 loan amount. We take that rate down to 549. That payment is 2496. And you save $321 a month in payment. $321 a month in payment. So a, a seller credit beats a price reduction every day of the week and twice on Sunday. And if, so it, 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 even you think about this, like your buyers are waiting for rates to come down and we know they're probably going to come down and settle in the fives. So you're like, what if I could get you a rate in the fives today and you get the house you want? How would that work, right? So the tools are there, the market is there, the bargaining power is there. And, and when the rates, when rates are in the fives, that house is going to be far more expensive. I, I wrote. I wrote two letters on the same house last weekend, which I haven't done in a long time. Two different borrowers bidding on the same house. We had a borrower offer $550 on a $519 sales price and did get it. So this market, when rates come down with inventory where it's at, it's going to be bananas again. It's really important that buyers know that they have the same opportunity to get the same deal right now with current structure. All right, I come off my soapbox. Becca. <laughs> out of this tailspin of me and uh, talk about something people want to talk about. No, I think it's good. I think that you do a much better job than you realize of making all this make sense and digestible for our realtors. This is what they want to hear and you're, you're giving it to them. So um, we'll see. We'll see yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm your fan, Corey. I'm a fan. Um, yeah. So I think sometimes people are like, Becca, what do you do? What's your job? And that is a good question. Uh, <laughs> I do wear a lot of hats uh, working with this team, but honestly, wouldn't have it any other way. Um, but at the end of the day, 
my job is to take care of our realtors, uh, make sure that those relationships are taken care of, um, that if there is anything that we could be doing to make your life easier, that we are here to do it. Um, anything that you need help, like brainstorming, um, ways to build your business, ways to build trust with your buyers and sellers. Um, so I, I am the, uh, the person that goes forth and makes those things happen with like the backing of my team behind me. Um, because truthfully, they've been in this industry a lot longer than I have. Um, I just happen to be a person who loves people and marketing. So, well, and honestly, I don't, sorry to talk over you. No, I please. Talk along, I've it's cool. <laughs> it makes you, it makes you really good at your job that you're not a mortgage nerd. Oh, well. The fact that you, the fact that you're a normal human being, and honestly, mm-hmm. you're the target market for a lot of our buyers. I mean, a, a lot mm-hmm. of our realtors, they need to be actively marketing the millennials. So I think it makes you perfect good for that. Okay, I'm out. Thanks. Nope. You're right. You're right. Because I, I sometimes will hear my realtors talk about their game plan and um, what they're doing to try to uh, get the attention of new buyers. And it just, it just, it's going to be a no for me, dog. I mean, that's all I have to say to them because I'm like, you're talking to me and I'm telling you no. So let's reroute this and I'll, I'll tell you how and why. Um, but yeah, uh, so like recently I had a conversation with um, one of our uh, realtors who we work with pretty often. And she was like, you know, like it's been a little slower recently and I've actually had some time to like work like on my business. And like, I- I'm trying to gear up for like what Corey's been talking about, which is hopefully a successful and busy, even maybe bananas second half of the year. So like, what can I do now to uh, get ready for that? And when someone asks me that, I just get all excited. I'm like, okay, well, how much time do you have? And uh, there's all these tools that I have to offer them. Um, and it's each person, like I can cater it to each person's business because no realtor's business looks the same as another. Um, and that would be silly to think that it would just be that cookie cutter. Um, so it's basically providing you guys tools with what is what is your current need? What are you looking to do right now um, with your business. And so for this person, it was like, okay, we need to, you have been doing real estate probably as long as I've been alive and you have a gold mine of a database. So let's, and you are heavy on referrals. Let's work this database and let's grow your business. Not because like you have to, but because you can, you know, like this person would be totally fine to never work their database, but why wouldn't you, you know, and like, maybe you grow a team. This gives you the opportunity to like pull someone underneath you, take something off of your plate, like bring in new faces. Um, So we have a whole system for how to work your database. It's something that we practice here. And it's something that I can teach my realtors to do um, that and, and, pick and choose which pieces make the most sense to them. Because like I said, not everyone needs the same tools. Um, And basically just showing you what those shiny tools are to help you build a system for your business. So you don't feel like you're constantly like chasing after this thing. Like you, once you get it in, it's plug and play and you just go. Um, But yeah, other than that, I mean, the, a few other things that I've done with some agents recently are helping them set up home buyer workshops. You know, whether it's a first-time home buyer workshop or, you know, this their clients haven't bought in 12 years. Now they're ready to get back in the market and buy investment properties or buy another house, upgrade, whatever. Hosting these home buyer workshops to get back in front of people and educate them in a creative and fun way. Um, that's been something that was really successful recently. Um, 
and also hosting these client appreciation events. Like I said, some of these realtors have been doing this for as long as I've been alive and they just want to have a way to reconnect and say thank you and with with no sales gimmick, nothing. Just they just want to be able to give back. Um, and they don't always have the capacity to do that. And so they need some fresh mind like mine, apparently, to uh, help them do that. And um, so just basically the basically connecting with our realtors, those who we work with on like a monthly basis and linking arms to grow what they're doing um, in a creative way that feels personal to them and their business. So you'll often see uh, emails coming from me, but then they'll have one of my uh, lovely Ello's faces on the signature. And that's because I'm the girl behind the invites and all the fun things. <laughs> so if you're like, oh, I got this email from Becca, but it's got Corey's signature at the end. It's just I'm just out here to remind you guys what we have going on, like uh, what whatever our next education event is or our next fun event, um, which reminds me, we have yes. a, we have an event coming up at the end of this month. And I'm sure that you guys love attending all these educational events and getting your hours and learning about what the market's going to do and all that stuff. And while that is fun and good, we also think that it's important to relax and just reconnect with yourself, with the people in your industry, um, with us selfishly, because we love you and want to spend time with you. Um, so with that being said, on Thursday, February 23rd, we are hosting a young yoga class at Renegade Yoga Center my personal faith. That's where I go. Um, and it's just going to be an hour long yoga class. You do not have to have ever had stepped foot into a yoga studio or on a mat before. This is for literally all levels. Um, and then right after we're going to mosey on down the street, down Kingston Pike over to Nectar Juice Bar and um, let us treat you to a smoothie bowl, a smoothie whatever, a juice, whatever you'd like. Um, if you can come to yoga and you can't come to Nectar, that's cool. If you can come to Nectar, but you can't join us for yoga before, that's also great. Um, come for one or come for both. We would love to see you there. And then um, keep your eyes peeled because we will have more education events in March um, and another fun, big event in March that I can't tell you about yet because it's not totally planned. <laughs> that's awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. Um, oh yeah, you're welcome. All right, guys, we're at 22 and a half minutes. We're going to give you your day back. Thank you so much. Y'all mean so much to us. Do remember, we're always working nights, weekends, um, whatever. You can email us at ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com, ltwgroup at fairwaymc.com. And an on-call loan officer uh, will be in there to help you um, just as quickly as they can. So again, thank you so much. You mean so much to us. And have an awesome weekend. Bye.